When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to episode three of BXB, the new Yankees podcast brought to you from Odyssey. It's on all your favorite platforms. I'm Sweeney Murdy, along with Keith McPherson. We are pleased to be joined this week by Randy Wilkins. You might know some of his work. You Yankee fans saw it probably during the course of the summer. The director and producer of The Captain on ESPN. Randy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. I know. What's, you, up, this- what's up? What's up? Good morning. What's up, Randy? The three of us have all interacted on Twitter, but here we are live in person and we get to uh, just chop it up a little bit here. Keith, I know the twins are our besties, but they let us down on Thursday night. <laughs> no, nah, the umps let us down and uh, Aaron Boone let us down. <laughs> nah, I mean, I'll, I'll take three out of four. If, any if anyone would have looked at this team and the shape that they're in coming into this series and said, You'll take three out of four. It's hard to sweep teams. You're not going to be able to sweep them. You'll lose by one run in that last game. We would have said, fine, fine, fine. Despite all of the uh, injuries and some of the other disappointing losses, I wasn't as disappointed with that loss last night. Randy, what do you think? I mean, they're they're not in must-win territory. I think we kind of always have to remind ourselves they're in first place. They have a beat on a playoff spot. There's a, a long game here to be played. But, you know, and listen, they want it. You want them to win every day, but winning every day isn't necessary at this point. Yeah, I mean, I, I always look at the long run. I uh, look at big picture. So to me, they're a first place team. Uh, I know that they have blown a pretty significant lead, but uh, you build it up for a reason. So when you get to these points in the season, you kind of have a cushion to, to rely on. And I think that that's the phase of the season that they're in. I don't think any of us anticipated Um the lineup that they've been putting out the last couple of days, but I think the work early in the season is paying off now. Um, so for me, that's still a positive. I mean, if, if they were five games up back in June and they had this swoon, you know, there'd be a totally different conversation. So for me, uh, they're treading water. They built the lead up. That's the point of building a lead up early in the season. Uh, I'm not panicking. I'm not totally concerned. Uh, I was annoyed with last night though. I think that's one yeah. of the, the games where I've been pretty angry. I don't really get too emotional about games day to day. Uh, but yeah, I agree with Keith. The, the umpires stole that game from the Yankees last yeah, night. What's guys, what's the thing that bothers you most about? Is it the umpiring call last night? Because I, I mean, I kind of get it because the call on the field, here's what I think would have happened. Okay. However they called it, whether they called him out at first or they called him safe at first, the other team would have challenged that. And I think it would have stood. I don't think there was enough to overturn whichever way you called it. And unfortunately for the Yankees, it was called safe and you couldn't overturn it to out because, you know, the ball resting against his belly is not controlling the ball. I, I, I thought he was out, but I understand the call. Keith, what do you think? I, I think it was more than just that call. Um, Obviously, that's the call that everyone's talking about because that runner on ends up being the runner on when Carlos Correa comes up. And I mean, and it's we the can third out, frankly, that's three outs. Correa doesn't bat that inning. 
Exactly. So one thing leads to the to the other. But that same first base ump uh, had a terrible mistake of a call that he 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 called the guy out when the ball was clearly out right. of the glove. See, and it's fine. You know, he corrected that one. That was that's no harm, no foul. I mean, it just looks goofy, right? And then behind behind home plate. That guy was all over the place all night. So it's like the whole crew. And I hate to say this, but going back to like, I think like the 2019 season, it was always Yankees versus the umps. And you could get a feel when an umpire crew was trying to help the opposing team. So it was like the Yankees got to beat the opposing team and the umps. It's the last game of the series. It's getaway day. Uh, the, the Twins are a good team. I felt like the, the umps had their backs a little bit. And then in a game like that, when you're, I can't put it all on like they're lean. I I can't ever go with they want the other team to win. I can. <laughs> I can. No, I can. They're not, they're not rooting. You know, Tim Donaghy aside, and I think there's a new book Tim about that whole scandal. You do not root for you know sway calls towards one team. You might you might hate the calls. That's they fine. were they were in my opinion they were leaning one way. Uh, and uh, the thing is, you're playing with fire when you have a lineup with a bunch of different guys in it that aren't usually in it. Yeah. Um, that's why I say the umps let us down. Boone let us down because it's a it's a concoction. It's a uh, uh, like a chemistry project. You're putting this, a little bit of that, and a little bit of this. And if you don't make the right decision on what you add to that, um, a Greg Weissert or uh, pulling Nestor Cortez or, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's going to blow are, up on you. Those are things that, I mean, that those are all out of necessity. I mean, Nestor Cortez has been out a couple of weeks. There are a lot of guys who worked, including a doubleheader, uh, a, a lot of times in, these, in this game here um, that were unavailable. You have a lineup that's kind of constructed out of necessity. You know, we always say, let the kids play. Okay, well, Floreal's playing and Andujar is playing and Peraza's playing. Cabrera didn't play yesterday, but you know, he's been in there. You know, Randy, there's a lot of, there's a lot of, this is done out of necessity happening at this point. Yeah, I just want to go back to the call at first base. Mm-hmm. Uh, the problem I have with that call is that I've seen multiple plays in the outfield where outfielders bang up against the wall, fall, the ball falls on their chest, and they just kind of hold it and cradle it, and it's considered an out. So, I mean, I've seen that play happen before, and umpires have called it an out, and nobody really but, thought. But the foot on the base at the same time is the difference there. You know, the outfielder right. isn't actually I mean, holding he, it anywhere. Right. But, he, I mean, he, he did cradle it with his foot on the base. I mean, it. I agree with you that, like, whatever they called it would have stood, and they either yeah. side would have challenged. But it just feels like I've seen that play before. Yeah. Uh, and it's been called an out. But – I actually didn't have an issue with uh, Boone's decision making last night. Um, I think I'm not uh, an Aaron Boone manager fan. Like, yeah, I've seen that. If you find him on Twitter and he's at Dan's <laughs> son on Twitter, uh, yeah. yes, yeah, you you can sense that. I don't think yeah, there, I don't think there are any Aaron Boone manager fans. Oh no, there are a couple. There are a couple manager I, fans in general. It's really hard to find. Yeah. Uh, so. But I feel like the decision last night to go to Weiser wasn't a bad one. Um, I get like in hindsight, it didn't look good and he didn't execute that last pitch. But I mean, Weiser was pretty good against the Twins all series and they were pretty baffled by that slider. So I get why did he just hung one and you had a great player capitalize on it. I mean, I think it happens sometimes. Uh, but yeah, a lot of these things are out of necessity now. I mean, it's, there aren't many options on the bench. Uh, I think he had the one bullet with Stanton last night, and 
Stanton looked better in the at bat, but you know, obviously, still having some timing issues and not totally feeling comfortable at the plate. So, I think it's just a survivor thing now. You know, like tread water, yeah. get through as many games as you can, try to battle and see what happens. I mean, as we saw earlier in the series, a lot of guys stepped up in different situations. So, I mean, they just need more of it. And really, the pitching is going to carry them at this point. I mean, if they pitch yeah. well, they're going to have a shot. If they don't pitch well, I mean, the, the game's practically over. So I think that's the whole thing. You know, Keith, this lineup is not um, – and I don't know we, – we can't plan on it getting better. You know, Rizzo's injury, LeMahieu's injury, Stanton, whatever he's going through, I don't think you can see the light at the end of the tunnel because the tunnel is so short now, now that you're in September. You have to rely on Aaron Judge, a couple of guys maybe getting a key hit somewhere, and the pitching, pitching, pitching. Uh, I think that's what's going to drive where the Yankees are going to go in October. Um, I, I, I do have, Keith, I need to ask you, though, can you talk to some of these guys? It, it didn't work when Jose Altuve was here. It didn't, it's not working when Carlos Correa is here. Can you get them to lay off of these guys? Because yeah. they're using it as fuel. They're beating your team, Keith. That was a huge part of my show last night, right? I, I, was, I wasn't really sweating this game. Like I said, a 4-3 loss. Uh, they had the lead, you know, a couple mistakes, whatever, umps, boon, whoever you want to blame. I wasn't mad about this loss. They took the series. And uh, my, my main sticking point last night was enough already with the cheater, cheater, you're a cheater, boo. I'm like, these guys are professional athletes, right? They made it to this level because they can handle all of that. Not even just handle all of that. That type of stuff motivates them. They relish it. Can't wait to shut the fans up. And a guy like Carlos Correa, who's having a down year, you think he's not ready to play in Yankee Stadium? Of course he is. He had two home runs in this series that were big home runs. And Yankees fans that just keep egging him on, keep adding fuel to his fire, they don't realize, like, yeah, you think you're heckling. You think you're helping the team. You think that you're getting back at Carlos Correa for something that happened five years ago, something we found out about in 2019. We had our fun in 2021 when he was an Astro when he came to town. I also said last night George Springer came here, and they did the same thing to him, and he killed us. Altuve kills us. Stop it already. But, you know, you can't police fans. Fans are going to go and do what they want. They paid their ticket. Some of them may have paid for that ticket just to go there and heckle Carlos Correa. And he yeah. made us pay. He made us pay. He's, he's a dog like that. He's that kind of player. Enough already, though. I've, I'm, I'm begging the fans. I, I, I said this. What if we do get to where we want to go and it's an ALCS against the Astros, a, a packed house? Yeah, are we going to give them more up. motivation in that? Absolutely. Like, I don't, want th- I don't think you want to egg them on. I mean, I think you want to do everything you can to, to you know, just to beat them. That's all you got to do is beat them. And I'm curious now, we talked about some of the lineup things. Randy, do you think do you think that Peraza is short and IKF at third is the way you want to go going forward? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think uh, – I mean, Donaldson's kind of run his course as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I, yeah. even in the last month, his defense is – kind of falling off a cliff, whether it's like inaccurate throws or unsure hands. I don't really know what's going on, but he's he's a negative at this point. I mean, he was a negative at the plate, obviously, but I think it's transferring over to, to the defensive side. And IKF honestly looks like a different player at third base. I mean, I know he's talked about the amount of work he's had to put in at shore to 
to be consistent. It just feels like his natural position on the infield is third, and he looks like a different guy. And you can see that the plate is a little, he little was, bit he more. He was better at short the last couple of games he was there, too, to be he honest. Was. He was. He was. Tampa was rough. He got it's just Not yeah, to cut Tampa you guys off, but it's like it's, it's just interesting how this last week has gone, right? From last weekend, his struggles in Tampa and – Peraza being there, but Peraza not immediately getting that shortstop spot. Then they come to the Bronx, and Peraza is four for four in his first game at shortstop. And then IKF, he's in home runs. This guy is a different player. He's comfortable, yeah. kind of like we saw Glaber Torres move from shortstop to second base and find his swing again. So where are you going to move him now? That's my question. Where can Glaber? you move comfortable now? This is a huge Texas, key. So Oakland. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't, I mean, I, I, I think Peraza's made an impact. Cabrera's obviously made an impact defensively. Um, I, you know, it's interesting to plan to raise this, this series this weekend. And it feels like the Yankees have to go into raise mode now, you know, it's going to have to be pitching and defense yeah. to win these yeah, games, yeah. you know, and then hope that they get a, a key hit or kind of fight to get a couple runs, which is the raise formula. And I feel like the Yankees are better equipped with better defenders on the field to pull that off. So to me, IKF and Peraza on the left side allows that to, to be a, a possibility a little bit more than IKF at short and Donaldson at third. I'm scared. I'm scared. It, to, me, it's, to me, it's Kevin Cash versus Aaron Boone this weekend. Um, <laughs> Wander Franco is supposed to be coming back. I said last night on air, the Rays are comfortable in the Bronx. Out of all the teams, like they come to, they don't get booed. The fans don't have anything for them. That's because they, they don't, don't know any of the players. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah a lot of them. A lot of them don't even know Wander Franco. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm looking at it as you know, chess versus checkers, man. And if uh, Aaron Boone wants to get into this back and forth with Kevin Cash, Kevin Cash is well equipped, and they know what they got to do. This is a big series this weekend. I think, you know, their their pitching staff is built differently to the point where they know this is kind of how they do. And it's funny, like I talked to Stu Sternberg, who's the owner of the Rays, when they were in town a few weeks ago. And he's, I, I said, listen, I, I mean, really, how do you do this? How do you do this all the time? And he said, you know, frankly, one of the key things is our drop off isn't that great. When we get a player injured, we've had a ton of injuries. The next player down, you know, we don't have superstars who get injured. And then you have to try to figure out how to replace them. The drop-off is that much and everybody just kind of fills in. So it's a, it's a different kind of system, a different kind of philosophy. That's kind of hard to think about, but I mean, that they're all, they're all buying in too. And I think when you have a team of superstars, you're talking about guys who want to get up there and lead and they want to get out there and lead the charge. Whereas you got the Rays who, who as a group, they're kind of buying into the group mentality more. And I don't think, you know, listen, with the Yankees leaning on Aaron Judge, I don't think they're getting away from that. I think they're moving more towards that because Judge is the only one guy who can save this offense most nights. But they're, I mean, I do want to give them credit. They're competing with this, like, you know, makeshift lineup. Yeah. I mean, I feel like their competitive energy is kind of, lifted again I mean I think that they were like that for the majority of the season then they hit that lull and they weren't really having good at bats they it didn't feel like they were competing at the highest level yeah um I think in the last week they've gotten back to that it's a little bit more like scrappy do what you got to do kind of just you know this can't be pretty it's got to be a little dirty now and um I feel like they've they've kind of picked that energy up and I think that it's the right time going against the Rays I feel more confident than Keith does um <laughs> 
I think that I just don't – the Rays are good, but I don't think that they're world beaters. And I think that – really agree. There's not a great team chasing the Yankees. This is yeah, where people yeah. talk about 78 Yankees, Red Sox. I'm like, like those are two great yeah. teams. I don't yeah, think – I think there's a great team chasing the Yankees. Right. I mean, I, I don't want to disrespect Tampa in any way, but I don't – I don't also – I'm not like shaking when they show up or when they they pop up on the, the schedule. So um, I think they're evenly matched at this point, just because the Yankees are compromised. And I think it could come down to Boone and cash. And I would share that fear with, with Keith, but um, I also think there's a chance there for the Yankees uh, to win this series. 